What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Daily Fitness Education. I'm your host, Kyle, a personal trainer in the trenches each and every day, learning more and more about fitness as we go. Today, I want to talk about lifestyle priority. Now, when we get involved in coaching, there's a number of different certifications that you can take. Uh, I'm taking the idea from uh, a certification called Precision Nutrition uh, by a guy named Dr. John Berard. He's got a doctor of nutrition and he, he loves to coach people psychologically into nutrition. So we're talking about the relationship you have with certain things. Now, um, I'm talking about the relationship you have with all pieces of your lifestyle. And in exercise or in nutrition priority, Berardi says we should start with the basics and he always coaches water first. Why? Well, we're going to break that down today, but instead of going fully into nutrition, we're going to go into the lifestyle pieces and which order I coach first because without the lifestyle, you are not losing weight. Uh, you can train as much as you want and, and build as much muscle or do as much hypertrophy training as you want, but if you don't get the nutrition right and you don't get the lifestyle factors right, you're not getting any muscle and you are not going to lose uh, very much weight. So stay tuned. I'll see you on the other side and we will dive into this today. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kyle Roche, and this is the Daily Fitness Education, the podcast designed to highlight how anyone can become successful in any endeavor at all in life. Learning every day. I'll discuss something that I've learned in the past, something I may have learned that day, or something that I'm about to learn. Through books, mentors, courses, formal education, colleagues, and practical steps with clients, you can listen along through the lens of a personal trainer and the healthy enthusiasts around me and learn from my trials and tribulations as to how to achieve the intangible habits to pursue your own future in fitness. Alrighty, Endgame Addicts, welcome back. We are going to rip apart the lifestyle. Now, if someone first comes to me in a consultation um, and they already have fitness as a value, then I don't usually start with fitness. Sometimes a coaching conversation as a life coach, helping you map out your lifestyle is, is ultimately what I do. Now, the cool part about being a personal trainer, and I mean this with love, I'm, if you don't have any research or, or information, don't take this topic with a grain of salt is, but we have a gray area and a pretty huge gray area and no real scope of practice except for we can't diagnose stuff. We can suggest whatever we want to try and help people improve their lives because our job is to make someone's life better. The advice that we give people is improve lifestyle form, improve sleep, improve diet, improve yada, yada, yada. If we're certified and, and have credible information to be, to be suggesting these things. That being said, we can only ever suggest stuff. We can't say this is your answer. We, can, we, we have to say as a personal trainer, I suggest you do this. Are you comfortable with that? Would you like to try it? Um, right, wrong, or indifferent, we're not the experts that dive down the rabbit holes. Uh, but... <laughs> If you know me, I'm going down them anyways. <laughs> I'm not telling you what exactly to do, but uh, I am definitely going to rip this one apart. Um, if, if we start exercise priority, like I talked about in the introduction, Berardi, pretty impressive guy, has you know world-renowned information on how to coach people into healthy uh, nutrition and has the stats to back it up coaches people in priority of psychology and importance for survival. So 
I go in exactly that order. What's gonna have the biggest bang for your buck for you to feel positive reinforcement about your process, to see changes, to feel differences in energy, to be able to observe new things and have uh, an equal an opposite reaction or a strong uh, noticeable equal and opposite reaction. So first, to be honest, is what's the main source of life? Uh, it's breathing. If your breathing is awful, you're likely going to have more anxiety. Uh, there's a high correlation with your breathing structure and inflammation, anxiety, dysfunction, bowel issues. If you're not breathing appropriately, your exercise is also not as strong. Uh, exhaled breaths on the, the hard parts of a movement, a concentric contraction, the hard part of any movement. Uh, there's an easy part on the way down and then a harder part on the way up or an easier part on the way down, hard part on the way up. That, eccentric, that concentric requires a harsh exhale. But if you don't know exercise-based breathing uh, for longevity. There's multiple ways to breathe for different kinds of sport. But that being said, uh, for longevity, then you're missing out on some opportunities and gains in the gym. So breathing for me is number one. And this is actually a part of the club I work for, the Movadi Movement Screen. And uh, remarkable stuff to be able to... Um, you know, to, to change your life. Why? Because it's high priority because you'll notice stuff right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, believe the amount of change in your overall fitness when you start to control your breathing more effectively. Second, I don't have any, well, let's stay with the breathing. So crocodile breathing, you want, ideally you want some lateral expansion into your rib cage. If you're chest breathing, what you need to try and do is make your breathing more automated, which means you want your stomach and your ribs to start flaring. You want, instead of just your upper chest to be breathing, the, the upper portion of your lungs, you're going to get a lot of neck tension and you're not going to get a lot of circulation and blood flow uh, and, and good things for your metabolism to function effectively. I mean, think about it in priority. How long can you last without oxygen? Well, like a minute and a half without passing it and then 10 minutes before your you know brain is permanently damaged for life. So... Just, just some good information. That's high priority for me, number one. Uh, number two, uh, or sorry, uh, number one, <laughs> I swear I'm going to stay on track today, guys. I'm doing my best here. Think of if laying on your stomach and think about trying to spread your gut along the floor. That'll help. Uh, if you lay on your side and put a towel underneath your lateral oblique or just below your rib cage, you can try and breathe into the towel and just get that sensation. And over time, you want to make this automatic so as much as you possibly can practice belly breathing practice lateral expansion uh, the best thing in all things is to make these habits automated if you can make things a habit in your life i don't know if you've been listening to me before but they're important habits are important anyways uh, i'm a bit of a nut job so number two um connection with others i'm not going down that rabbit hole <laughs> it's important, okay? We're skipping past it, but it's super important. Okay, connection with others. Uh, number three, sleep. High, 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 high priority. We're not gonna talk about all the, the function of how to sleep, like on your back, on your stomach, on your side, uh, you know, bl uh, blue blocker, lights, uh, low dim, low lighting, mantras and rituals before you sleep. We're not gonna rip into all the little pieces there. What I am gonna say is if you're not sleeping on average of seven hours a night, or more than you are sleep deprived. And cellularly, at a cellular level in your body, your body can never recover from any moment of sleep deprivation in your life. Thank you, Army, for all that sleep deprivation 
uh, training that I went through. Uh, super grateful for you messing up my cells for life. <laughs> Good lessons. Nonetheless, uh, sleep is super important for your hormonal regulation and well-being. Number three, now we're getting into water. Your eyeballs are 93% water. If you don't think water intake is important for you, you are lost, my friend. Water is the first place uh, that I will start in nutrition. Unless you get your water right, we're not even beginning to talk about other forms of uh, why nutrition is relevant. Why? Well, high priority. How long can you last without water? Right? Two days on average, max. How long can you last without food? Like two weeks. How can you last? How long can you last without oxygen? Like two minutes. Right? So we are start to understand priority of metabolic function and how relevant it is for your body to actually change. It's not just picking up weights. It's not the exact contraction style. That's like that's like the last thing to consider. Um, it is an important thing to consider when you get all of these little lifestyle habits, right? But if you're not doing this in priority, the lifestyle priority. You're missing some things. And I'm just trying to give you a leg up that I didn't have. I started with fitness. I did not start with lifestyle. My lifestyle was atrocious for a long time. Um, and if you're above the age of 25, the likelihood of you creating metabolic change um, is hard. It's very hard. If you're conditioning and you're below the age of 25 on average, I've just heard this as a stat. Just, just trust that your metabolism changes over time as you get older unless you maintain lifestyle form. Um, many people are like, oh, when you're above 20, you're going to start running into dysfunction. Um, and I'm like, well, I'm 30 now and my body still functions, the, you know, fairly, fairly the same. I, I've put a lot more healthy food into it than I did when I was in my 20s. Uh, but nonetheless, I digress again, coming back to the water. <laughs> so water is uh, highly important and I've just been stressing that. You want to be drinking uh, what Berardi says in Precision Nutrition, anywhere from 30 to 40 milliliters per body weight kilogram. So if you don't know the conversion, uh, that is 2.2 pounds per body weight kilogram. So if you know your weight in pounds, just divide by 2.2. If you don't know how to find that number, grab a calculator. This is, you know, you don't have to be junk doing math in your head. I can't actually do that conversion quickly in my head. I have to consciously think about it and carry, you know, think and visualize the, uh, the math in my mind on a piece of paper. Nonetheless, for yourself, um, 30 to 40 milliliters per body weight kilograms. This puts most people on average between like 2.5 and 3.5 liters. So I just get a three liter gallon jug of water each day. Why do I get one massive water bottle? This is, this is super important to understand. Because keep simple things simple. I had an, a mentor early on teach me that. Keep simple things simple. Super relevant. I used to walk around with like five water bottles a day. You know how much stress? And they were glass too. And I was like, glass is better for your health and like all this other stuff. And I'm like, do the BPA free. I swear it doesn't break nearly as much. Yes, I have backup water bottles, but I was carrying around five, like 750 milliliter bottles of like glass and they were shattering in my bag and ruining stuff. And I was dropping them and like, like I went through so many of those bottles and it was not simple. Water should be as simple as possible. Don't carry around six with you and fill them up every night. Make it, make it shit simple, right? Just fill up that one jug and bring that jug with you everywhere you go. Why? Because it does not have to be complicated. And if you make yourself a quick little simple habit of water intake, um, I get like a new era or a new wave water bottle. If you see me at my club, it's a big, massive one. Kind of looks like those 18 liter jugs but I have one massive jug that carries 
three liters in total or 3.3 cause it's a full gallon. Nonetheless, keep water simple. Next we go into diet, <laughs> not excessively because nutrition is complicated. Here's the simple version of nutrition. Your psychology around nutrition is the biggest culprit as to why you struggle with it. Okay. That's, that's my simple answer. The complicated answer is <laughs> I'm not doing it <laughs> Not today. We will die. I've already dove into the psychology of nutrition and my best guess and, and how to, you know, solve problems before solving your anxieties with food and all those other things, uh, which is a growth process. It does not happen overnight. You can't just throw on a switch and be like anxiety. I'm no longer going to deal with that, uh, with food. Um, if that's how you deal with your anxieties, you're going to struggle with that for a little while. Food, however, some of the details, this is the priorities I'm putting it in. Uh, food comes after water, water comes after sleep, sleep after connection and connection, uh, you know, after breathing. When we, um, when we look at nutrition, I would say figure out your protein first. Many people un misunderstand protein. You actually need more protein to lose body fat than you do to build muscle. The misconception is like, oh, the bros with the biceps need the protein. I'm like, no, the people with the body fat need it more. <laughs> Science is in. You actually need more protein in your body to metabolize fat than you do to uh, metabolize muscle and, and build new muscle. So protein is super important for every human and protein intake will dictate how fast your metabolism will be. That's a huge regulator, massive, massive regulator. Uh, second, fat. Fat is amazingly amazing for your brain. You need it in high amounts. Uh, there, it, was, it was awful marketing. Awful marketing. I believe there was a huge scandal and, and reason why like, and it's still sold today, like low fat stuff. Like I just, I, it blows my mind that it's still out there. Um, but fat in biohacker circles is like the wonder, the wonder drug of choice for CEOs, people trying to get high amounts of effectiveness out of their brains, but like eating fat. And we're talking nuts, seeds, nut butters, butter. Um, and all of this stuff is controversial. You can go into as much science as you want, but trust me, trust me. Ketosis, the high fat diet is like when your brain is on like steroids and you're just functioning at high levels, don't skip fat intake. It is remarkable for your overall mental clarity. Um, I'm not going to get into what ratios and when I typically like to eat fat in the morning because it keeps me alert and keeps me functioning. If I have a lot of carbs early on, I just feel sluggish throughout the day. I usually have my carbs around workouts. It's timed better, uh, to car have carbs before and after, um, jumping back over to the protein, the number that you can use, if you want to pause this and write these things down, 30 to 40 milliliters per body weight kilogram for water. And then with the protein, the second number that I use is, uh, I've seen the lowest in certifications at 1.5 grams per body weight uh, kilogram, upwards to 2.4 grams per body weight kilogram. So you have to do that math. I wrote in my journal 150 grams uh, for anyone purchasing the Endgame Training Journal because it's just a good baseline. I, th that will get me, 1.5 grams per body weight kilogram will get me like 110 grams or something like that. 2.4 puts me at like, I think like 212, I don't know. It's, it's just do the math for yourself. Take your own weight in kilograms, multiply by 1.5. That's your low end variance. And then you wanna get 2.4 grams per body weight kilogram to get your high end variance. If you can get these numbers right, 
you are laughing your way uh, to getting into better shape. Now, <sighs> macronutrients, all that stuff, nutrient timing, all that stuff. These are some words that are thrown around in the fitness industry and yes, they are relevant and I have meal plans built around thermogenesis so they can work in science according to your body but thermogenesis is not going to do a thing. Okay, it's not going to help. Well, it'll, it'll, it'll do a thing. It won't help very much if you're not sleeping, if you're not connecting, if you're not drinking water, and if you're not breathing appropriately, okay? The, the utilization of mapping out thermogenesis is far more complicated. If... If you've gone through all of these numbers, oh, last piece of nutrition, eat good mostly. Junk food can be concerned, uh, consumed uh, at lots of times, and I have a really strong philosophy that I like to live by with nutrition is 90-10. All food serves a purpose, okay? 90% of the time, we eat as good as we possibly can. 10% of the time, we have some fun. We eat like the worst possible food for us outside of like, you know, you know really, really awful food. Um, I'm talking like stuff that isn't food, like poison. You know what I mean? Um, but your favorite food, like that can be highly carcinogenic. If we're talking bacon, if it is carcinogenic or whatever all the studies are revealing about modern animal products, like I'm, I'm just saying, this isn't a controversial thing. Your 90-10 can look however you want. I'm just saying the 10% of your fun food, let, it, let that be your fun food. Whatever you want to eat. Um, I, I'm not getting into the ethics of this. this is, that was just a, you know... It's so complicated to try and figure out what is 10% fun food for you. That's your call. 90% of the time, we're eating for purpose. We're trying to improve our overall longevity, function, improve uh, capacity while training and lifting. Um, and then, and then, if you are not functioning well, if you have consistently put these things into your life. That's the big emphasis. Consistently put these things into your life and you still are struggling to lose weight. Now we got to start getting into the specialists. Okay. This is where we start to break out into dietitians, nutritionists, endocrinologists, uh, which is about hormones, getting into sleep doctors, naturopaths, going to see your physicians. If, if you can't lose, uh, if you can't lose weight or gain muscle, Seeing an endocrinologist, so there was a guy, a trainer uh, who I followed, uh, and him and I were tight when I lived in Australia, and he actually trained and conditioned, and he had something called gonad—I forget like the symptom, what it's called—it's gonaditis or something like that. It's like a, it's like a, an issue with low testosterone produced from your testicles, and he actually could not build muscle. So he started going to a physician and getting uh, appropriate amounts, mm -hmm. right, for your body uh, of testosterone because there is a remarkable amount of evidence to suggest that if you have low amounts of testosterone, which could be uh, gonaditis or gonadism or whatever the, uh, the syndrome that he was had or is called, um, can have a, a huge amount of health implications. Mm -hmm. So there's no, there's no one linear thing. People like steroids are bad. I'm like, well, they're good for people who don't produce any testosterone in their body. Like low amounts of testosterone in men is a high, high correlation uh, for disease. And this is, this is something that I, was revealed to me when I was at what's called the Swiss conference hosted by a guy named Dr. Ken Kanakin. He, he pulls like the smartest people in the world. Uh, that's biased, of course, but he probably is doctor buddies, but flies in people from all over the world to teach at this, this conference each year called the Swiss conference. And, uh, I've talked about Ken Kanakin before. I tried to give him a gift uh, as one of my mentors. I was like, hey, you know, what, what do I get Ken? And he was like, he likes courses. <laughs> the guy only values like powerlifting and courses. Uh, and I was like, well, I'm not buying him a barbell and uh, courses. 
I don't know, you know, what, what you want me to do for, uh, for courses uh, and buy this guy. I don't know what he knows. But nonetheless, at, at that level, this guy's hosting these, these conferences, and they were saying that steroids are medicinally, you know, highly, highly relevant. Um, recreationally, people are abusing them. It's getting really, it's getting really silly. Um, I heard that Ontario had one of the highest stats for recreational steroid use just for fun because they want to look cooler. I'm suggesting you don't do that. I'm suggesting that if you hit a wall, and you can't do this stuff uh, in that priority, this is the priority in which you go. Now you're going to naturopaths, now you're going to physicians, now you're going to, just to map out your blood work, see what's going on, if, you, if you're hitting walls. Then we start getting into the world of corrective exercise. Not even conditioning, not even fitness yet. We're talking about correction, making sure your body functions well. Because if you're not in alignment, that means muscles are not functioning appropriately. And if they're not functioning appropriately, they're not going to grow. And you're not going to have at least good function for, a long time. Most injuries in sport happens because of uh, compensation. Athletes are masters of compensation. I don't want you to be. If you can map out your lifestyle in that form and you're still not able to lose weight or gain muscle appropriately, you then need to work on corrective exercise. And then, and only then, are we now going to dive into the world of what fitness is sold as. Sexy abs bicep techniques, all of this stuff that I teach all over my social media stuff, all over, you know, this platform as well, exercise priority. I've talked about that shapes, templates. I've talked about that. Um, but this is the lifestyle priority. I would recommend based on my bias of research, uh, and reading to say that these things I believe are far more important and, uh, suggested by some really impressive people, uh, as, as, um, more important as well. These are, these are coaches who coach uh, people at a very high level, um, a lot of professional athletes are suggesting that this stuff is is more important than the actual conditioning part uh, that we are led to believe is the answer to fitness. Um, so I hope you get a lot of value from this. If you are putting all these lifestyle factors in form, you can actually hear this conversation more in depth, some of the things to do, the rituals around sleep, the rituals around water, the little life hacks, like keeping simple things simple in the book, The Answer to Fitness that I wrote. Uh, So if you're liking this and you're finding value, you'll get tons of value from that book. And I'm not saying that to sell products. I am doing this to sell products, but I built these products to improve the world. So my intention for you when I'm saying check out my stuff is because I've put my soul into this to try and make it um, in my best effort a way for people to improve their lens of how to be healthy uh, in the right ways. And sure, you can look good as a byproduct, not as the main goal. Make your life better. And uh, the the products that I've put together should help you be able to do that uh, if you if you follow along. So nonetheless, keep kicking ass. Keep hunting for your future in fitness and uh, treat, kind of sort out what your end game looks like because we want to know where we're heading. Uh, if you don't know where you're heading, any path will get you there. Have yourself a wonderful day. Persistence is the key. Consistency, if you can't hit consistency with any of these lifestyle factors, you got to stick with the first ones. Don't skip past the first oxygen breathing thing if you can't get the breathing thing. Um, Do them in priority in that sequence, and I promise you, you'll be getting closer and closer to your uh, future in fitness. Have yourself a wonderful day, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.